Greetings. This is Yusuf Shabazz, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Journal podcast. This is episode six, and the title for this particular episode will be entitled White Privilege. We would like to start with a quote from the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey, and he says, the thing to do is to get organized, he says. If we stay separated, then we will be exploited, we will be robbed, and we will be killed. Get organized, and we will compel the world to respect us. The Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. I'd like to first start out by saying that the concept of white privilege is a set of options, opportunities, and opinions. Options that white people have and people of color or black people do not have. Options, opportunities that black people don't have, that white folks have, and opinions that white people have and that black people do not have. So white privilege in and of itself are options, opportunities, and opinions that white folks possess. You see, when we define the term white, white is the opposite of black, according to Webster's Dictionary. It is defined as morally and spiritually pure, free from evil intent, relatively harmless, highly refined, clean, and honest. When we look up the term black, there are several negative connotations that's associated with the term black. Sacred arts, evil, the devil, being sad, angry, and discontent. When we look at white, we see that angel food cake is white and devil food cake is black. We wear whites to weddings and blacks to funerals. You see, the only time that black is looked upon in a positive light is when a business or corporation is operating in the black. That means that they are receiving profits. But privilege, the term privilege is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. When we talk about white privilege, it is being able to turn on your television and see people, see the people of the white race widely represented. It is the people being able to move through the world, move through society, move throughout the community, move throughout life without being racially profiled or unfairly stereotyped. White privilege is both a legacy and a cause of racism. Legacy and a cause of racism. Racism is defined as individuals and group level processes and structures that are implicated in the production of racial inequalities. Systemic racism happens when these structures or processes are carried out by groups 
with power such as governments, businesses, and schools. Entity, powerful entities like governments, businesses, or schools. Uh, they're able to uh, reinforce their racial biases. Bias is a conscious or unconscious prejudice against an individual or group. Racial bias is a belief in and of itself. Racism is what happens when that belief is translated into action, when they act on these racial biases. See, uh, black people may have racial biases or may have prejudice against whites, but they don't have the power to reinforce that racism. That They don't have the, the power to reinforce their biases or their prejudice against another people. See, racism is prejudice plus power. We don't have the power to reinforce. We don't have the power to deny you a job. We don't have the power to deny you a neighborhood or a community in which you want to live in. We don't have the power to deny you an education or go to an institution, educational institution. We don't have the power to deny you uh, a promotion on the job. We don't have the power to reinforce our prejudices. So it's very, it's very impossible for black people to be racist. We can be prejudiced all day long, but we cannot be racist. But on the other hand, white people have the power to reinforce their racial biases. Getting nervous when you see groups of black men congregating. Calling 911 when you see black people gathering. All white juries finding black people guilty of crimes uh, that they were accused of without the lack of evidence. With the lack of evidence, meaning that you don't have substantial evidence to even prove that the people that you're convicting of a crime is guilty. Uh, we don't have, see, when, when black people are accused of a crime or uh, we are uh, presumed guilty until proven innocent. But the way that the justice system goes, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But when it comes to us, we are guilty until we prove our innocence. The federal, federal and state government investigating black activists rather than investigate white uh, racial activists or white supremacist activity. You know, investigating the government in terms of COINTELPRO, the counterintelligence program of the FBI, had other black organizations under, under suspicion and also under investigation. So the federal government and state government investigating black activists rather than investigate white supremacist activity that's, that's emerging all around the country having greater access to power and resources than black people do. This is white privilege, having greater access to power and resources more than blacks or any other people of color. Uh, advantages given to white people by the government, such as citizenship, such as voting rights. And we, you know, we, we're, we're in that season right now when it comes time to vote, to cast a vote. Uh, Malcolm said years ago, 
he said that we are socially degraded, we're economically oppressed, and we are politically exploited. And during this time, this uh, political season, black people are being exploited wholesale. Uh, we have allegiance to a, a particular party that takes us for granted. The Right Reverend Joseph Lowry said, and he's among the ancestors today. Joseph Lowry said that the Democratic Party takes us for granted and the Republican Party just take us, just take us all together. So either way it go, black people are going to get the rotten end of the stick. And so uh, they come around, white politicians come around to the black community to get the vote, but they have no intentions of meeting the needs of black people. So in that case, political exploitation is taking place. It's taking place on a high level and making promises, going to our local churches. Uh, but right now during this time, many of the churches are not gathering the way that they normally gather because of the COVID-19. But other times they have gone to churches, large congregations, and they're by the ministers. And the ministers in terms influence the congregation to vote for them. Having greater access to power and resources than black people or other people of color. Advantages given to uh, white people by the government such as citizenship. This citizenship thing, you know, you know it's, uh, it's, um, it borders on what we talked about in the last episode in terms of human rights. When you have human rights, then you automatically have citizenship. You automatically have civil rights. Uh, one of the reasons why your civil rights are not respected is because you, your human rights are violated. When you have the right to be a human being, you also have the right to be a citizen. They're automatic, brothers and sisters. The right to buy a house in neighborhoods of your choice. That's white privilege. White, white privilege afford white people to have citizenship, voting rights, voting rights without being suppressed. Uh, voter suppression is a major issue in the black community. So many, so many uh, individuals being purged off the voter rolls. Not just here in Georgia, but all across the country. Uh, polling places being changed at the last minute. This is the, this is the season that we're living in. And see, in, in other communities, they don't have this. White communities don't have this idea of voter suppression the way that black people do. Uh, so white, white privilege is a set of options, opportunities, and opinions. No one respect your opinion. As black people, our opinion is not respected. Uh, only time an opinion is respected is when white folks have an opinion. And that's what it's all about. That's what white privilege is all about. Opportunities afforded to white people in terms of um, securing power and maintaining positions of power. White privilege helped white men and white women maintain power, the power dynamic, because white privilege legislate bodies. Legislative bodies and corporate leaders and educators are still disproportionately white in this country. 
the leaders, the legislative bodies, the leaders and educators are disproportionately still white and often make decisions in these positions where they make major decisions that affect other people. That keeps the cycle on repeat. That keeps the vicious cycle going wherein they will always have uh, that position of power, uh, except that there'll be a paradigm shift. Marcus Garvey said, as I quoted from the beginning, Marcus Garvey said, things to do is to get organized. Unity, when we unite as a people, there's nothing wrong with you uniting with your brothers and sisters. As long as you stay divided, Marcus Garvey said, as long as you stay separated, you will be exploited, you will be robbed, you will be spoiled, and you will be killed, murdered outright, as long as you're disorganized, as long as you're uh, not unified. And, and, and keep in mind, brothers and sisters, that unity don't always mean uniformity. We don't have to be all alike. We can be uh, diverse. In fact, that's what unity is all about. Uh, having diversity, but you're still coming in together despite your diversity. And you deal with the issues and problems that's plaguing your community and your nation. He said that if you're not organized, you will be robbed, you will be spoiled, you'll be killed, you'll be exploited. He said, get organized and we will compel the world to respect us. When you're organized people, you'll make the world respect you. You get up, off the, get up from the knees and the ashes of other people. Example of white privileges is uh, flesh-colored bandages. You ever wonder why the bandage Bandages that you buy at the store, what color they are, they're color of white flesh. It's because of white privilege. Hair care products, when you go to the store, they're on the actual aisle where people shop. Uh, white hair care products is on the aisle where people shop and not in some special location. And the store is stocking. When they, the way that they stock the store and the products in the store catering to the cultural tradition of most white people. White people are not profiled like black people are. They're not followed around establishments and stores like black people are. They're not inter interrogated or searched by law enforcement because of looking suspicious. Because you look suspicious, they follow you around. They question you. They interrogate you. See, white privilege make it possible for whites not to even go through this. The idea of... Uh, uh, being racially profiled. White privilege make it possible that you're not racially profiled. It is a set of opinions and options and opportunities that people of color that black people don't have. White people will be trusted in terms of credit and financial responsibility. If accused of a crime, they will be presumed innocent and not guilty. And even if they are convicted of a crime, very rarely do you see whites getting the death penalty uh, or being put to death by lethal injection or uh, execution. These are things that black people have to be faced with on a daily basis.
You see, this has to stop. It is, it is the idea of white privilege is white supreme, white supremacy. White supremacy, the mind of white supremacy has to be dismantled. That type of thinking has to stop. The idea that because you're white that you're better, that mindset has to be uh, dismantled. See, from the inception when we were brought here, when we were brought here, we were brought here in the holes of ships to be the burden bearers of white aristocracy. We didn't come here on the Mayflower. We didn't come here on the Nita, the Pinta, nor the Santa Maria. But we came here in the holes of ships to be the burden bearers of white aristocracy. We didn't come here to be senator. We didn't come here to be sheriff. We didn't come here to be chairman of the commission. We didn't come here to be mayor and governor. We didn't come here to be congressmen, but we're here and we're competing. We're challenging whites for these positions. A paradigm shift has to take place. You see, we were taught in discipline, taught discipline by whites. We were taught that we were inferior. We were taught to know our place. We were taught to be backwards and childlike. All that has to stop. Those conditionings has to stop. This is why we're talking about this today. And the only reason, the only way it's going to stop is that we confront these issues. The issues of white supremacy. The issue of white privilege. And many whites are not even aware that they are exercising white privilege. They just do it because it's a norm. It is a social norm. Putting ourselves above anybody else. We were always supposed to take the inferior position. See, white superiority breeds in the reverse black inferiority. And you're not inferior. You're not inferior to anyone else. You're not superior. You're not superior, nor are you inferior to anyone else. But this mindset to think that you are better, it is a mind, it is a satanic mind, a satanic spirit. You see, you're no better than no one else. In fact, everyone is on equal footing in terms of equality. But this idea of white supremacy, it makes it impossible for anybody else to have value in this country or in this world, all over the world. All over the world, white supremacy has taken over. It has taken over the entire world. Any people of color are subjected to the white privilege and white wrath of the white man and woman. You see, privilege is special rights, advantages, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or race. Special rights, advantage, or immunity granted to, granted to anyone or available only to a particular race or group. White privilege has to be confronted. Is being able to turn on the television and see people of color, see people of white of the white race widely represented. It is white people being able to move throughout life without being racially profiled or unfairly stereotyped, while white supremacy or white privilege 
is both a legacy and a cause of racism. We have uh, covered this issue. And hopefully it has opened your eyes to the concept of white privilege. Why white, white people behave the way that they do. Thinking that they can just put every, push everybody aside and go up front. We have to begin to confront this. When we see this, we have to be able to, we should be able to call. We have to be in a position to call them on it. And we need to get rid of the fear that we have in our hearts when we see certain things that are not right. If we see things in the community or the society that's wrong or that's unjust, we're to first try to remove it with our hands, physically remove it. And if we can't physically remove it, we need to speak out against it. And if we can't speak out against it, we need to at least disagree with it in our heart. And that is the weakest among us. Until next week, Next episode, tune in again to the Freedom Journal podcast. Hotep, Alafia, and free the land and black laws for all black people. Thank you. Greetings, the African spirit of day clean. Let's we right here on MLK Junior Boulevard. Once called West Broad Street. And we here at Shabazz because you know the spirit was right down the street at the wage on the bank. Now called the Ralph Mark Gibbons Civil Rights Museum. And the spirit was looking for some ice cream from the Star Theater or from Savannah Pharmacy. And they ain't around like they used to be. So guess what? The African spirit wants a taste for some fish. So you come right here to Shabazz Seafood Restaurant. And guess what? The sandwich, the fish be so fresh, it was just swimming in the water last night. Unpolluted waters. So we come here to nap. We come here to eat or some fish right here at Shabazz on MLK and Victory Drive.